Thanks to all of you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. I, I, I watched this interview with George Stephanopoulos, and we'll play cuts throughout the show, but I'll, I'll give you the highlights because I have so much to say about everything that's happening that it is, it is beyond infuriating and maddening, and, it, and it's full of lies and just deceit and delusion at a level that I can't believe. There's no way you can spin out of the fact that you didn't see this coming, that we anticipated this chaos, as Joe Biden was saying, that we had factored it in. It was part of the withdrawal plan, the chaos, when in fact the Taliban had not killed an American for almost a year and a half. The last year and a half, Donald Trump was in office. And then go back to the point of blaming Donald Trump. You're forgetting the most important part. And that was the president confirming it to me, Mike Pompeo confirming it to anybody that will listen, Mark Meadows confirming it to me and other sources about how the conversation that even before any discussions with the Taliban began, that is what Donald Trump said to the leader of the Taliban that he was talking to. And that was clear and unambiguous. Before we start, um, this is a summation of it. And if Joe would like to release the transcript, I'd like to see it. They love to release Donald Trump transcripts with foreign leaders. They leak them all over the place. The first phone call he ever had with foreign leaders, they leaked that. The Ukrainian call leaked that. Why aren't they leaking this phone call? Because I'm told by sources, and apparently a lot of people were on the line when, when this conversation took place. Let me be clear. If if every comma is not adhered to and period adhered to, and if you don't if you don't abide by every single aspect of any agreement we may or may not come to, let me be very clear what the consequences will be. And they, you know what happened to the caliphate? Yes. Okay. Great. Because that's nothing compared to what I have prepared for you. If you dare to to break any aspect of this agreement, part of which, of course, would be that you don't get to take over the country again. But it was, I inherited this plan. I, I mean, there's nothing more infuriating than that lie. And it was backed up. Now, the caliphate, ISIS, grew Iraq and Syria as a result of Biden and Obama, and they did nothing. But then we learned something from Donald Trump. And it, it wasn't widely really reported you know, except that, oh, lo and behold, he defeated the caliphate, beat them back, and he did it systematically, and he did it in fairly short order because they they worked their way backwards. All of the provinces, all the areas, all the territories that were taken over by ISIS, one by one were taken back systematically as Donald Trump bombed the living hell out of them. That's how it happened. New modern military weaponry allowed us to control the situation, defeat the, the caliphate in Syria, etc. And, and lo and behold, the military victory that we achieved. So there's ways to do this when you're dealing with evil people. As China now and Russia now race to align with and partner with and exploit the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, as they're calling it. You know, I mean, for, to, to listen to General Lloyd Austin, we don't have the capability to collect large numbers of people in Afghanistan to have to, you know, read a State Department 
uh, emails and, and, and memos to people that are on the ground behind enemy lines. Yeah, we, we think it's a good time to start making your way to Hamid Karzai International Airport, but the U.S. cannot cannot guarantee your safety and your passage to the airport, which we know we now know the Taliban is, has built a perimeter all around the airport with numerous checkpoints for anybody wanting to get to the airport, which means that the destiny of every American, Joe Biden says he estimates 15,000, I'll use his numbers, of Americans, we don't know how many, that in and of itself is problematic to me, um, that that you, you make your way, but we can't guarantee your safety. If, you know, can't even guarantee you're going to get the hell out of there. We're just, but we're told the Taliban has promised us that they will create a safe passage to the airport. So we're going to count on the goodwill of the Taliban. This is this this is madness on a level I've never seen in my life. General Lloyd Austin, we don't have the capability to collect large numbers of people in Afghanistan. In other words, let me translate. You are on your own. Joe Biden claiming the Afghanistan withdrawal is not a failure. It couldn't be a bigger failure. Tell me what the option is. Anybody that wants to call, tell me what the options are militarily for the United States with the Taliban in control of not only Kazai International Airport surrounding the perimeter, but surrounding areas and all these Americans that are trapped behind enemy lines. What military option do we have? Now, I will have on later in the program, Brigadier General Don Bolduck has had some interesting comments. I think I certainly don't believe Joe Biden or anybody in the country at this point has the appetite. But there, there is a military. There would need to be a military presence that would be massive and a complete takeover of the country again. But in the meantime, we remain those Americans' destinies remain in the hands of the Taliban, not in the hands of Joe Biden. Now, if if they all come home safely, wow, it would be a miracle. I pray for that. I want every American home safely. It would be nice if we got out all of the people that we promised. That we would guarantee if this moment ever came an exit strategy out of the country because their destiny is is pretty much, um, you know, in cement that it's going to be forever. You're dead. They will all be killed by the Taliban. We know all about the Taliban. We know who they are. We know what they think. We know everything about it to claim it's not a failure. I can't think of a bigger failure than what's unfolding with no U.S. control at all, you know, and, uh, okay, well, you might stay past the August 31st deadline. You, what, whatever happened to leave no man behind? And why didn't you logistically prepare for the extraction, the safe extraction of every American citizen prior to this point? You know, for General Milley to say, I, we had no idea this could happen in 11 days. How did you not see it happening? Because they had 0%, of, 5% of the country, 10% of the 20% of the country, 30, 40, 50, 60% of the country. You saw what was going on. Why wasn't there a plan to expedite the removal of every American? Why wasn't every American identified ahead of time? 
and every other person that we know would face a certain death sentence for having helped us and assisted us all these years. You know, it's, you know, Biden's standing by his previous comment that it's unlikely the Taliban would take over. I'm like, oh, you're going to stand by that? Joe, open your eyes. Wake up. What is the excuse for staying on vacation for four days as the world watched in horror Kabul fall into the hands of the Taliban? How do you spin your way out of that one, Joe? And, you know, as bad as the interview with Stephanopoulos was, and it was bad. You know, I want to see the full unedited version of that interview. I don't know. I'm just deeply suspicious. I think they should put it up on ABC.com. Now they have billions of dollars. I think the Taliban were tough before. They have billions of dollars of our military equipment. Why weren't plans in place to either extract the billions of equipment way ahead of time or at the very least to blow them all up so that the Taliban can't take control of our military might. That might have been a smart plan to think of ahead of time. You know, Biden can't recall his advisors warning him against withdrawing from Afghanistan. Well, apparently the intel community, they're claiming, oh, we we warned you and we warned you repeatedly. And that's confirmed by intel committee members in both the House and the Senate that were briefed on the matter, both Democrat and Republicans. I can't recall any military leader advising me about about withdrawing at this time. Apparently, there were numerous warnings. I decided because I was abiding by Trump's peace deal. Okay, Donald Trump's peace deal was if you dare, dare, if you don't follow this to the letter, we're going to blow you into another century and destroy you immediately, just like we did the caliphate. The, the, the Trump plan was based on conditions on the ground. Obviously, these conditions weren't conducive. And when you saw that they were even remotely close to Kabul, why didn't you send in all the reinforcements that would be necessary to stop what you say you never anticipated? That would have been an option then, but it's not an option now. You know, I would have I would then I would have withdrawn from Afghanistan, even if Trump didn't make the deal with the Taliban. The Trump deal was predicated on conditions on the ground and the threat that he'd bomb the living Adam Schiff out of them into oblivion. Now, he says he took precautions. What are the precautions? No. Well, no one so far has been killed as of right now. At least I don't think so. I, I mean, I apologize if I'm wrong, but as of right now, the key words being right now. The other, the other key aspect to that is he has no control over that, does he? Zero. That control is in the hands of the Taliban. Brutal terrorists. Taliban is, have they changed? No, but they're going through an existential crisis. I'm like, good grief, we're, we're psychoanalyzing the Taliban. How hard is it to, to know that it's evil? And I know he didn't take any questions yesterday, and he wanted to change the topic and talk about... Um, COVID and and yell at Ron DeSantis some more. It's madness. We sh- you know, w- w- women pictured murdered by the Taliban for not wearing a head covering. Another woman with her eyes gouged out. She was a police officer. That's why. Taliban fighters cutting off another woman's ears and nose. She attempted to flee from her husband when she was forced to marry. When she had a when she was only a child, by the way. You see these pictures of women in Afghanistan taking their babies. 
Well, think about this. A mother, this goes against every instinct any mother or father, for that matter, would ever have to take their child and throw them over a wall and barbed wire, their little babies, because they think that's the only hope for them. Please take them with you. Please save my child. It's heart-wrenching. Taliban fighters, reports going door-to-door, forcing young women, little girls, to marry, be sex slaves. So-called marry, if you want to call it that. I call it rape. You know, we had Taliban you know, fighters all over the place. They're now interpreters, former military personnel. They're now being executed, dismembered, hung, shot, beheaded. It's all happening. Those are the people that we're counting on that have promised safe passage to the Karzai International Airport. Now we have more scenes of carnage of people being shot, beaten, and stabbed. Another fighter for the Taliban whipping people trying to get to the airport. Go to the airport where we can't guarantee you safe passage. CNN producer attacked, almost pistol whipped. Fox lost contact with one individual providing Fox News with images outside the airport. The last message was today. I'm trying to make take a video and I was close to the airport. The Taliban saw me and took my mobile phone and beat me very, very bad. We don't have any power control here anymore because Joe didn't plan for this. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Um, There's a reason I didn't want to bring up um, options like special forces, like the British paratroopers, and that's now public. That's why the only reason I brought it up on purpose, not that I want to not share with anybody. Actually, when um, I was, we had prepared last night to have people that are trapped behind enemy lines on on television last night. And I got phone calls. Well, we actually checked ourselves first, and we, we, we talked to a lot of people. And um, we were told that there there is that the that the groups like the Taliban watch Western media much more closely than we would ever think or imagine. So I decided against it. My decision, the network's decision, they they agreed with my decision, but I brought it up first and I just said, What well, I'm I'm not liking this because I was specifically told I can guarantee you they watched every second of your interview with President Trump the night before. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I've got to be careful. I don't want to add to the the difficulties that our fellow Americans are now going through in any way, shape, manner, or form. I just don't want to do it. And um, would it be compelling, great television to see people and and look at them? Problem is, if they, the fear is is if they're spotted and they get identified, that they'll end up getting killed, and and they'll be looked for even. So it gets very dicey. Talking about military options at this point gets very dicey too, because I, I just I I want to make sure every American, frankly, everybody that is in harm's way involved in in helping in the last 20 years i want them to all to get home safely and securely and you know it's just so frustrating and and i can by the way this sweet baby james just hands me this you got to be kidding me you know it's now being reported president biden who spent the last few days traveling between the white house and camp david is now scheduled to head to delaware for a long weekend 
I mean, Linda, does it matter that I was supposed to have a long weekend this weekend? And, you know, this was like the one time you never gave me any pushback mm-hmm. because of of how dire the situation is. I could I can't in good conscience leave the airwaves when I when something when our fellow Americans are in harm's way this way. I don't have the ability to do that. And you can testify even on far less important issues. I don't have the ability to do it. No, I mean, it's it's a very hard job when you are trying to talk about the lives of people who are trapped behind enemy lines. We have a president who's asleep at the wheel, a vice president who never even got in the car, and Jen Psaki, who's too busy spinning in circles to answer a question. Where the hell, where, where is our vice president in all this? Where is, she hasn't been seen in like six days except for a tweet. She's an I embarrassment. Mean, uh, it's, Miranda it's, Devine it's, wrote this this piece in the New York Post that I always read the the hard edition, the, the real newspaper. That's I grew up waking up in the morning before I delivered papers when I was eight. The Daily News, you know, I'd wake up and i read the newspaper. I like to hold it. I like to touch it. I like to feel it. Of course, I read online like everybody else, too, but I still like the hard newspaper. I'm old-fashioned. Anyway, Biden headed to Delaware. I mean, but Miranda Devine's picture of Biden in that Camp David situation room or I, I mean, it was just pathetic. It's so humiliating and embarrassing. And by the way, Rasmussen had a, a phone survey out today. Not that this is where my head's at. I think that Kamala Harris, only 43% thinks she's qualified to assume the duties of the presidency. Well, uh, I can tell you right now, neither one of them are capable after this debacle. Every American's life is in danger. It is in jeopardy. As we speak, and we have no control over the situation. Now, you might say, well, Hannity, what about what the British are doing? That, that's an option. It's a pretty damn dangerous option. Would, would our military do it in a heartbeat? These are heroes. They're warriors. As a matter of fact, this is what many signed up for. I don't want to lose any of them either. Would they do it? Of course they'll do it. Wouldn't even think twice about it. One top general, armed F-18 planes are on standby amid Kabul's airport chaos. Well, what are they going to do? I mean, this, this is where the military option is quite limited when Americans are behind enemy lines. This is, this is the point that I've been making here. Because the Taliban probably has, they, they may even have more of an idea of where Americans are right now than we do. That's how bad this has been bungled. And that's pretty chilling in a m- million ways. I mean, Biden, you know, he's either totally, completely, utterly delusional about his handling of this or just lying through his teeth. I, you, know, you know, saying the ongoing chaos, chaos was... He used the term priced into the withdrawal. How do you price that in when you didn't have to ever let it get to this point? Digs in. No one's being killed right now. Well, that instills confidence. No one said uh, to me that that warned us against withdrawing at this point. By the way, military and intel sources taking great, great umbrage at that. 
We don't we don't have a military in Syria. The U.S. has 900 troops. OK, Politico a few weeks ago, 900 troops, blah, blah, blah. What did, we, did you not learn anything? You let ISIS grow with Obama and D- Donald Trump bombed them into oblivion and defeated them. That was the predicate of the Trump model. The difference when you have a strong American president and a weak American president is the world believed Donald Trump. They had a respect and a genuine, healthy amount of fear that he would do what he said he would do. I don't think anybody fears Joe Biden. Anybody around the world. China and Russia doing backflips right now. The the communist Chinese, they're already figuring out financial arrangements with the new uh, Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. It's uh, these are beyond shameful. This was an, a God awful interview. And I'd like to see the unedited version. And a lot of lying went on here, you know, slamming, you know, the, the cobble chaos was inevitable. No, it wasn't inevitable. It was anything but inevitable. Why did the Taliban do this when Trump was president? When Trump made the agreement? Because he, because they were war- they were told in no uncertain terms what would happen if they tried to take back parts of the country that were not theirs. You think Trump meant it? I do. Just ask ISIS in Syria. Whether ask them whether they believe it. And the Taliban pledging the peaceful leadership is uh, all of this is now becoming undone. The White House continues to basically run and hide, and Joe Biden right now is about to go on vacation again this weekend, for a long weekend. Wow. And answered no questions. He's not capable of answering them. That is a problem. They failed to dismantle the protections for American citizens. The Biden administration in June dismantled the system, the Trump administration that Mike Pompeo designed to protect American citizens trapped abroad just months before the Taliban took over Afghanistan, stranding thousands of our fellow Americans. Anyway, there was a June 11th memo sent around the State Department, gave the green light on the discontinuation of the establishment and the termination of the Contingency and Crisis Response Bureau. Sensitive, unclassified memo signed by the Deputy Secretary of State, Brian McCain, just a couple of months before the Biden administration's botched withdrawal. The messaging, you know, we got General Milley, nothing I or anyone else saw. How did you not see? We were, it was being reported everywhere. They now have control of 40%, 50%, 60%. They're getting close to Kabul. Oh, but the intelligence says they're only 60 to 90 days out, so it doesn't matter. Nobody can get to the Kabul airport because the Taliban has set up so many checkpoints and controls the perimeter to that large a degree. Do we have the capability, reporter asked, to get out and collect Americans? Defense Secretary, we don't have the capability to go out and collect up large numbers of people. No. It's pretty unbelievable because that's what's happening. By the way, we have a an interview during the 1980 Iran hostage situation. This is Joe Biden on Nightline. Listen. Well, let me put it this way, Mr. Koppel. Even if the hostages are released tomorrow, 
I would not advise the President of the United States were he to ask to remove that force. I think it's absolutely essential that we have a major show of force in that area of the world because my concern is first and foremost for the safety of those hostages, but even beyond that is for the protection of keeping the Straits of Hormuz open, being able to interdict any Soviet activity in the area, and having a significant airstrike capability to counter Soviet moves either in Afghanistan or south of Afghanistan and Baluch into Baluchistan or into Iran itself. Wow. Doesn't sound like the guy that can't answer a question today. Wall Street Journal editorial board, the U.S. is hostage to the Taliban. That's That's been my argument. It's now we don't control the destiny of every American there. That frustrates the hell out of me. If you're a parent, you know what it's like when you lose control of your kids and they finally get to make decisions on their own. You don't like it. I like to be in control in that sense. I'm not, ma- I'm not making a light comparison here. But it's sad because the, the journal's right. You know, we're hostage there. Those people are hostage to the, the whims of the Taliban. U.S. allies deeply concerned by Biden's detachment, as they should be. Russia was ready for the Taliban's win. They saw it coming. China saw it coming. Taliban laughing about women politicians goes viral. They're like, yeah, okay, that's going to happen. Sure. (laughs) We know better than that. You know, no one's being killed as of right now. Now, some of you want me to talk about whose head should roll. I mean, well, the answer is everyone's. Nobody's competent here. Biden, you know, told the Democratic Party operative Stephanopoulos that 15, they're stuck there. He's confirming that we pretty much deserted and left Americans and we can no longer help them based on the situation that's on the ground. Lloyd Austin says the same thing. No way he can save 15,000 Americans that Biden abandoned in Afghanistan. That's what's happened here. Now, they ignored this June recommendation from the Pentagon to evacuate. June 2nd, 2021, time running out, the Pentagon developed plans to evacuate Afghans whose lives would be in danger from the Taliban after U.S. forces depart. But there's still no order from the White House to move anyone yet. To prepare, the Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin, has tasked the head of U.S. Central Command, General Frank McKenzie, to develop options for the U- for those Afghans that include the possibility of having to evacuate them. However, the White House has not directed the Pentagon to execute those plans. That was June. This is now August 19th. Taliban soldiers, Business Insider reporting, chanting death to America as 15,000 Americans are trapped behind enemy lines. Biden administration... Why would they get rid of this contingency and crisis response bureau that was formed by Secretary of State Pompeo? That doesn't seem like a good idea. We have one Taliban leader walking back to claim that women will be treated equally. That ended very, very quickly. Walk back those. Our scholars will decide whether girls are allowed to go to school or not, said one official. They will decide whether they should wear the hijab, a burqa, or only uh, a veil plus uh, a, a hijab. That is up to them. That's up to the, he said of the council. Girls are not allowed to go to school. Women couldn't go to work. They had to wear all in 
enveloping burkas to go out and masks to go out and had to go out. They couldn't go out in public without a, a male relative. Senators are getting reports of Taliban beatings, kidnappings, tortures, and executions. Make your way to the airport, but we can't guarantee your safe passage to Karzai International Airport. I don't even want to tell you what the New York, the UK Sun is reporting. That Taliban death squads are now going door-to-door in search of women's rights advocates. Where are the women's rights advocates in America today? The report from the Sun, Taliban death squads have been marking the doors of prominent Afghan women with a paint as several female anchors are axed from television in a chilling crackdown. They're going door-to-door targeting those women, marking the doors with bright pink, bright-colored paint to ensure... This is the house we need to come back to and do something about them. We're not in control. Maybe it works out great. But we don't have any we we we're not we're not going to be the masters of Americans destiny here when we could have been. This is the biggest colossal military failure in our lifetime. And it was all preventable. But Joe's going on vacation again. We'll continue.